Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I know this place off Burnett Road, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. France are the Nations League champions and Scotland got a huge win. It's Monday, 11th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. Luke. <laughs> and Pete. Messrs Moore and Donaldson, of course, to do yeah. the full register. I didn't, admittedly, I didn't think about the fact there might be another Luke knocking about uh-huh. um, who is maybe better and mm. wouldn't want to have my contribution besmirching his good broadcasting reputation. Have they found Lord Luke? <laughs> maybe they have. Marcus, you must feel like it's a bit like Boxing Day today for you, right? Why is that? Christmas Day yesterday, Nations League final. Yeah. <laughs> how, how does a man who's so passionate about a competition deal with the come down the day after? Well, because we've still got international football. That is true. I'm off right. to Wembley tomorrow night. Are you really? Oh, big time. Is there a game? I, I hope so. <laughs> it's never stopped me before. Not another tour, is it? I... <laughs> well, well, I, again. I've seen people celebrating outside St. James's, so I'll go to my place and have a bit <laughs> of a dance around as well. Yeah. That's what I do, everybody. Great stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, you're right, Luke Moore. It was the Nations League final, of course. Pete Donaldson, what about those French boys, eh? They were very good. Taking and... advantage of those dodgy VAR <laughs> offside rules. Very good on the counter. Do you want to? Do you want to be painted like one of those French boys? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what a French boy looks like. Timothy Chalamet is that? Yeah. Is he French? Yeah. Well, He's there's Frenchy, been a lot of talk about he? that. It was a well, lovely Titanic reference. There's been. It, it was. Um, Twenty-five years old almost. Is mm. it really? There's. There's a lot well, of the talk. Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's been a lot of talk of Timothy Chalamet, right, um, and becoming he's a new Willy Wonka, of course. Is oh, right. he? Yeah. I, I missed a bit. And why do we need a new people one? People are complaining yeah. that they've they've sexified Willy Wonka. Oh, right. they've well, made Wonka sexy. He's yeah. quite a sexy man, captain of industry, cool, yeah. tight purple clothes. You could would you cast yourself he's as the prince, t- basically? <laughs> <Are you> the, <laughs> oh yeah. Are you the tiny? Are you the Timothy Chalamet of the Ramble? Please? I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, if one of us could play Wonka, it would be Peter. <laughs> oh, big, he already has I've been. I've got the clothes. He's been playing, playing that role his whole life. I've been cosplaying as him for yeah. ages. Do we need another Give me chocolate to children. Do we need... <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say? I said giving chocolate to children. <laughs> You never give chocolate to me. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I'd be very willing to accept. Um, dog, dog chocolate to you. Uh, anything. Anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't discriminate. Anyway, uh, it, was a, it was a good game. Oh, yeah, that's Sorry, right. Yeah. But France are the Nations League champions for the first time ever, which means Didier Deschamps <laughs> has won every tournament going, I think. Mm. He's a fantastic record player and, and, and manager. What a, what a time he's having of it. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it was interesting because the Nations League, I mean, all I'll say is, ladies and gentlemen, even Andy Brassel's well on board with the Nations League. That's how good it is. Right. Um, because I think people sort of forgot about this tournament. And after the highs and lows of the Euros, you come off the back of it and you go, oh my goodness. You're right. It's like Boxing Day and the presents arrived late. That's what's happened. Or you forgot to unwrap one. Or there's another <laughs> one behind the tree. And you go, oh, hang on about. And that's a sizable one. Is it, hang a, on present, about. Is it a present you wanted, though? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Very much so. Would you want the present to have to have some kind of involvement for your football team, England, though? Yeah, yeah. but but I've right. known for a while. I've known for a while <laughs> that they've not made it. To I, I don't the... know about you, Pete, but I'm thinking, how long can we draw out this metaphor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, right? So, which one? Where, uh, what? At what point do you have the the, the, the Nations League dinner? <laughs> <laughs> what what meat do you carve? Oh, just this, it's all the, it's all the leftovers. Yeah. but mm. it's still good. It's still good, everybody. But it's been an enjoyable tournament, and uh, it has, it has been. And, uh, and, and the good thing is that you get some genuinely competitive. To take the semi-finals, for instance, yes, you get some genuinely competitive games between, you know, our, you know certainly four mm-hmm. of the top nations in yeah. Europe, which is a pretty cool thing. Well, it mm. was. I think as well, though, it's quite an interesting tournament because you saw the scenes of celebration after the full-time whistle. And they're obviously very happy, but it's not the Euros of the World Cup. Mm. So I th- I wonder if teams are maybe more willing to play a bit more attacking, maybe yeah. just kind of go for it a bit. I because get that impression as well. If they lose, it's, it's, it's obviously you want to win. Any, it's any... mild peril, isn't it, really? Mild peril. To is the losing the World Cup. It's the UEFA Nations League, mild peril. <laughs> it's like a PG World Cup. It's a PG World Cup, that's <laughs> yeah. what it is, yeah. What yeah. rating are you putting in the World Cup? 18. <laughs> Depends, doesn't it? Luis Suarez is involved, 18. <laughs> But they play yeah. with a lot of freedom. I thought. I mean, Benzema goal is obviously going to take a lot oh. of the plaudits. Oh. If he'd hit that any harder, it would not have gone anywhere near the goal. Perfect. It was perfect in every way. Do you think Benzema's like still quite disrespected as a player on the world stage? Maybe. I think he's doing his damnedest to to get more respect. Himself. But <laughs> it, it is incredible because he is what is he thirty three now, something like that. He's no spring chicken, mm. um, and uh, and ha- having done Ronaldo's doggies for so long. Uh, you'd think he might be quite tired, but it's mm. like they've mm. they've uncovered this player who, who's still in his sort of mid to late twenties, and he's putting in the performances. He's been the difference for them at times. He's looking like he's probably going to score more goals for Real Madrid than Alfredo Stefano. Yeah, I mean he's, he's a about fifteen off it or something. He's a phenomenal footballer. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But this game, though, I mean, Spain dominated. It was quite. I mean, in the first half. Well, the funny thing was the ball. after they scored, I messaged you all saying this is quite odd to see France getting schooled. Or bossed mm. around like this, mm. and then uh, you just reply to Benzema block yeah. capitals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that that goal that Benzema because because Spain clearly, I mean, there are many many millions of cliches in the game of football, and you've probably heard all of them on this show at some point. But teams do tend to be vulnerable after they just scored, yeah. and that goal that Spain got, it was quite a direct goal. Mm-hmm. And I think what what it, I, mean, I couldn't really see based on the replay of the goal, how France were going to come back for it. And the reason I say that is because the amount of space Busquets was given in the middle mm. of the park, freedom of the park, yeah. none, none of the three um, midfielders for France who were on the pitch at the time, I, don't, I think it was three of them at the time, 
came anywhere near him and he was able just to pick out a pass. I know Busquets is not at the level he once was, but he's still very, very capable. Of course. And he plays that inch-perfect uh, ball when Oyasabal scores. And you think, okay, that's probably what their dominance of the ball kind of mm-hmm. really earned mm. them for them. And then France France do that straight up to the rim of Benzema, but he kind of pulls that goal from nothing. Mm. Like he's almost personally offended by it <laughs> and scores. And all of a sudden it's game one again. It was a fascinating game for that reason mm. because the second half it really exploded into the life, but it's not like the first half was particularly bad, I didn't think. I enjoyed it. No, it was good. And it was a typical, what we've come to know from, from Spain's sides is that they keep the ball very, very well. And the difference was, if you remember in the Euros, they the group Couldn't stages. Put the ball in the net. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, there was all that business with Morata and penalties being missed mm. and so on. And then Luis Enrique said, "No, th- we will come alive. Sort of trust me on this." And then the last group game, they scored a few. And then obviously against Croatia, penalties against Switzerland, and would have been disappointed in the semi final against Italy. But they've kept that going because they were brilliant against Italy in the semi final of this competition. And into and when they scored, it was like we've got them. We've finally got the breakthrough. Mm. Keep doing what you're doing, and then. You wonder if it have got you know if Benzema doesn't score that goal straight away, it just completely changed the dynamic. You you are the dean of international football broadcasters, Marcus. <laughs> in the podcasting world, did, did what Spain does did what Spain did over Italy in the semi final nation league. Is that a is that revenge? Does that constitute revenge, or is it not a big enough competition to be revenge? Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it will be there. Will be a sweet taste in the mouth. Sweet taste in the sweet mouth. Sweet taste in the mouth. Yes. Very small dish. I think served I, cold. Maybe yeah. <laughs> an entree served cold. Served that cold, really? Yeah. 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 It's gazpacho. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I did think about it. it's funny with international football because we can we can remember the world very much in analogue, you know, right. and we can remember it before the Euros were seen as they were. It was really Euro '96 where the Euros became a bit more prestigious. I mm. would suggest certainly in this country, mm. and the tournament expanded and blah blah blah. And it just seemed maybe this is just because you you were younger, right? You didn't have the perspective of being a bit older. It always seemed that there was like hardly any matches between so like international football happened so few and far between yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. it's because of the 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 friendlies it was a load of nonsense mm. a lot of the time and so the idea of revenge you'd have to wait years and years and years to play that team again and so on and so yeah. forth whereas now i think people move on quicker from tournaments mm. you know, there's no talk about um Bakayo Saka's penalty miss anymore do you know what i mean mm. whereas whereas how how long did people go on? go on for years it right? would go on for years and years and years and i'm already talking about england sorry france we'll, we'll get back to that in a sec but it was you know the, the fetishization of world cup 90 and euro 96 it kind of it felt that these things happened and it was there and it stuck around. Whereas one of the great successes of Southgate's era is kind of right, that tournament's done, we've done well, like move on, bump, next one. And that's what I'm sure people like France do. Um, they, they won the World Cup, bit of a disaster by their standards in the Euros. Right, well, Nations League, next one, off we go. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's definitely the case with when you're, when you're facing a country in the same um, organisation as you. So UEFA, for example, mm-hmm. England will play UEFA teams a lot more often now because of the reason you said. But it is also quite exhausting and quite interesting how few times, for example, England have played teams outside of their yeah. organisation. Mm. Like, I think I was just looking here, England have only ever played Peru three times in history. Yeah. Right? Mm. They've only ever played um, Saudi Arabia twice. They've only mm. ever played, you know, South Africa twice. They've only ever played South Korea once. You know, it's, mm. it's, so that does still happen, but just not within the, the continent that you're, you res- in which you reside. Yeah, absolutely right. So, yes. Benzema obviously equalised. Talk about it. and then and then came the the real talking point of the game, which was Kylian Mbappe's winner when he was clearly offside. But because Eric Garcia was, and you have to look at Garcia. There's a defender 
who's aware, one of the quickest and best players in world football's behind him. What is he doing trying to intercept the ball? Because <laughs> <laughs> if he lets that go, yeah. it's offside, everybody. It's, it's That's the rules. isn't it? Like, you're making him almost referee the game, isn't he? You're sort of going, if I go for that and I touch it, that's going to reset the offside play. Um, and I mean alright I thought it was quite clever from the referee to apply that weird rule because I wouldn't be able to do it I was like what's this again I've forgotten yeah. was it even onside <laughs> ah! that's <laughs> not, but that's not the standard we should be applying no. to the national final well the no. referee having a bit of bottle but the peak could do it on that <laughs> But it, but it was like, obviously the, the explanations for those who didn't see. It, I'm sure everybody has now come out that actually, by the letter of the law, that goal was offside. Mm. But but that so so you don't necessarily have a go at poor old Anthony Taylor, who is representing the UK in the <laughs> UEFA Nations League final. God bless him for that. Yeah. But but not quite sure where you're going with that. No, I neither yeah, do I. Yeah. I just wanted to. Reference Martin Tyler was very happy. Very happy again representing. Yeah, uh, as he does. But Martin, sorry, let me rephrase that. Martin Soler's very happy. Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> but but so when you think what that that's the law mm. that makes it even worse to me because if it's kind of on the night they get it wrong or whatever, no, that is the law. When they were sat around the table, what were they thinking? I understand that different phases of play. So if if he if the players try to play the ball. I don't know, to say out the right wing and it cannons off the defender and it finds Mbappe in an offside position and he's allowed to play through. I'm a bit old-fashioned. I still think that should be offside. But I can understand the point of, well, now them's the breaks, lads. He mm. wasn't trying to pass it to him. It was a complete accident. Whereas he's clearly affecting the play. He, that, that is not different phases of play. Eric That's Garcia's all only one make, phase. Eric Garcia, the key point is Eric Garcia is only going to that ball because he knows Mbappe's behind him. Yes. Mm. If, 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 he doesn't, if he doesn't go for the ball, yeah. as you've said, it's offside. It's absolutely baffling to, and and more importantly, like you've got to think about people's enjoyment of the game as well. Mm. Like, I mean, I've watched football for a long time, as we all have in here. I, I know a bit about it. Yeah. I, I do take an interest, and I was so confused for the first. Well, 10, okay, 15 so put seconds. it this way: if if Mbappe had been challenging Garcia, it's offside. That would be because, offside because Mbappe, because Mbappe's then interfering with yeah. play at the time, and and you could argue that that's massively open to uh. to to um, interpretation anyway, and it comes up in, in another way with it comes. Seems to happen quite a lot more now, mm. where forward players are in the eye line of a goalkeeper, and then the referee or the officials, whether it's the VAR official or whoever, have to make a decision about the interpretation of whether that's influencing the goalkeeper's ability to save the ball. Right? Mm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So like, and and the answer is, in my opinion, well, it always is. Yeah. Because the player's in the penalty area. Why do you think he's in the penalty area? Mm. He's not in there for a fucking picnic no. or a little fucking sightseeing tour. <laughs> he's in there because he's hoping he can score. And it's the same here with Mbappe. Mm. Garcia's actions are entirely influenced by the fact that, as you've said, Marcus, one of the world's best players is behind him. Mm. And he knows, right, if I can get to this boy and intercept it, yeah. I need to. And he was very, very close to He was very close. So close that he touched it, yeah. which meant his team lost. <laughs> I mean, we have to say a nice finish from Mbappe under pressure, a little step over and slotted home. That's and, great. And that, and that was uh, the winning goal. It was 20, it's, uh, Karen Benzema's 27th title, apparently, which... Uh, Makes him the most decorated French player in football history. Luke, want to add to that? Also, Antoine Griezmann's hundredth cap. So well done to Antoine. Uh, yeah, would that have been in the same stadium as the Champions League final when he missed the penalty? Was that the San Siro? Oh, now you're asking. There you go. Difficult was, to say. Then there you are. Um, of course, in the other game, Italy beat Belgium two-one. Um, not that uh, Thibaut Courtois was particularly bothered, was he? <laughs> with those wonderful. I mean, he was actually very bothered because after the game, he was saying 
about UEFA, and you sh- that there was a lot of uh, chat from him. And I, you know, you might want to check that out, everybody. But he said, you know, they don't care about the players; they only care about their pockets. He started saying, you know, they just want more games, more games, more games. They criticised the Super League, and now they have other competitions. Da 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 da. He, he very unhappy man. Uh, I agree was. with him. Interesting points he made. But Italy got the bronze medal, another medal for Mancini's mm. men. Not the colour they probably would have wanted, but there's a medal nonetheless. There's absolutely no justification for a third place playoff in this tournament. Mm. They've, they've, they don't. There's no need. It's a brand new tournament. Yeah. They could have consulted with the players a lot more closely and said, okay, we understand there's a lot more happening. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we do? They didn't. And as I said a million times on this on this show, it's all about the battle for power between UEFA and FIFA. Mm. And that's why FIFA want to do World Cups every two years. Um, you know, so it's, it's bullshit. At yeah. some point, it's got to give. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna get into a stage where you're gonna have. 55 man squads like they have in the NFL because mm. the impact and because the intensity on players' physiques is going to be so high, and it's just it's just mental. Absolutely. Um, let's go then to the uh, to the Euros uh, qualifiers. Sorry, I'll word that again because it might confuse people. <laughs> the European qualifying ca- campaign for the World for the Cup. World Cup. Nice. Yes, let's be clear. <laughs> UEFA and FIFA coming together, which is uh, something that we like to <laughs> Not see. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Only in your tortured uh, words yeah. you've just used. True. Uh, England beat Andorra 5-0, putting those little slugs to the sword. Come on. It's a huge game. Big game, that. Yeah. Yeah. Good Big to get a go early. Game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Settle the nerves. Nice to see Chile and Grealish getting their first goals for England, Peter. Hey, it was nice to see that big fire the day before. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that, was, that was nice to see that. Was you just, yeah. was just you close... generally think fires are a good thing, do you? Well, I mean, they're cleansing, aren't they, in a way? <laughs> cleansing. Um, um, I just really like the fact that, did you see this guy sports report where the bloke goes, uh, oh, if you just pan that camera around and there's this big fucking fire up. I was like, wow. <laughs> and then this guy tries to protect some camera equipment and this whole bit of the gantry just falls over in front of him. He's like, Wow, I was fearing that it was some kind of ritual, mm. right? And that England were going to lose mm. as a result of it. <laughs> yeah. Some juju, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't to be, and England, uh, England got uh, the win. Gareth Southgate was this a very polite dig at Andorra's tactics when he said from the very start the goalkeeper was down, and it was very interesting how their medics ran on. Right, that's that's, that's about of... as hard as he gets, really. Isn't it? Think? That, that's him, like given. He had a pop at James Milner the other day, didn't he? Did he as well? He said. Um, I think he was joking, but he said something like when people were praising Phil Foden's performances, particularly one against Liverpool for Manchester City, he said, oh yeah, but he was only up against Millie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit of a... Bit of a I know they're Cheapy. obviously really good yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, was, it seemed like a little bit unnecessary. Well, Phil Foden had a, had a, fabulous, a fabulously exciting uh, well, display. I don't agree with that. No? I don't think any performance mm. from someone of Phil Foden's level against, against Andorra, Andorra is fabulously exciting. I have problems with the language. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Efficiently professional, you know, uh, yeah. Expected. Got the job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you mean. When when uh, there was a lot of talk about, you know, he made what seventy two out of seventy six passes. Correct. I mean, my goodness, it's, yeah. it's kind of like. But he is given the freedom of the pitch. <laughs> yeah. And on that surface as well, it's very easy to know. I, I think that if you gave Phil Foden mm. and a bunch of the England team a job to do with just nine men against, I don't know, a team of elderly librarians, <laughs> they'd still look very good. You know, to me, with mm. the greatest respect to Andorra. Yeah. It's a nonsense, really, that these games even happen. The greatest of respect, you called them elderly librarians. If, if, if the football ramble ever played Andorra, that was what they would put up in their dressing you room. You don't know how much he yeah. loves the elderly librarians. Yeah. That's true. Some of them probably very good. Yeah. Very, very uh, quick. Experience. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm readable. Read, read up on the opposition. <laughs> I very much enjoyed Saka's goal, but then you watch it again, you're like, oh, keepers are a bit rubbish yeah. there. But I, but I do it's like the way he took it. Finish. It was a lovely finish. I know what you mean. Uh, it is respectful to Andrew because I'm not, I'm not expecting them to be any better, and nor should anyone else be. Yeah. You know, you're talking about one of the big takeaways from this game was like a 41 year old sub oh, yeah. who came on uh-huh. and they had to go off again because he pulled a hamstring because the guy he was trying to keep up with had, was, was born <laughs> after he made his international <laughs> debut. Yeah. It's like it's not that edifying, is it? Yeah, poor old mm. Sad. Uh, no, not not poor old Lima was uh, roasted by Sancho. Didn't he tweet sort of next time, please slow down? Yeah, <laughs> next time look to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> look to slow down. But yeah. there was a nice moment for Sam Johnston in goal. Who uh, great assist. Yeah, laser laser focus, laser sighted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Southgate has, has called on Grealish to maybe score a few more goals. Which you think of his exciting performances and you think of the positions he finds himself. You think absolutely. So he's got one, Peter, against mm. Andorra. He cemented his place in the side, hasn't he? Well, you, <laughs> you, you can't argue uh, with that. You, you could say that. Eighty-six minute fifth goal <laughs> against the knackered Andorra. Oh. How, many, how many times have we watched England score that many goals recently? It yeah. just seems like every match they've got yeah. the capacity to do it. Yeah, exactly. You see, that's yeah. how good they are. Uh, elsewhere in England's group, of course, um, Lucas Fabianski played his last game for Poland. Mm. How about that? He came off in the fifty. Sixth minute against San Marino was given a guard of honour by both teams. Chesney laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> Sod off. He's only he's only thirty six. Fabianski. Yeah. That old for a keeper. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's had enough. Obviously, not interested yeah. in Qatar. Too hot. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. a pain to get in the other line after Brexit, isn't it? <laughs> At the airport. Just annoying. Is <laughs> that so what he's thinking, Jerry? Yeah. He's just like, I can't be too old for this. <laughs> Too old for bollocks. Yeah. When you get to my age, travel takes its toll. <laughs> yeah. Al- Albania got a big win in Hungary, though, didn't they? They did. Putting the pressure on, getting trying to, you know, keep up the pressure on England. Mm. Uh, uh, well, that's not happening. Well, I, I, I also like the way you said Hungary. Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we are playing Hungary, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it's all uh, heating up for those uh, second place spots. Yeah, it's all to play for, apart from the fact that England will easily win the group. Joking aside, mm. second place is is a, is, a, is a factor in this. It so is. It's, it's, an, it's a notable result. A notable result. Well, more on second place finishes, ladies and gentlemen, after this quick break. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Clash of the Titles is the podcast where two movies with something in common go head-to-head to to see which one does it better. Join Alex Zane, Chris Tilly and Vicky Crompton as they celebrate Halloween with a month of Stephen King films. Kicking off this month of King vs. King, it's The Shining vs. Doctor Sleep. We also get this amazing shot of Wendy and Danny lost in the maze and the camera stalking them and Jack looking down at this model of the maze. The lengths that Kubrick went to to make it feel like, is Jack controlling this maze? Is this maze Jack's mind? Search Clash of the Titles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. I like this kind of work. Yeah, looks good. I like it. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. More on him later. Uh, right, let's see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches. For your chance to win the £50,000 jackpot, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game one, Scotland versus Israel. Vish picked Manos Solomon. Of course, the result was Aaron Zavi, yeah. who scored a lovely free kick. I mean, Zahavi scored the free kicks. It was a beauty. Yeah, it was lovely. We'll come on to it, I'm sure. Indeed, yeah. Game two, Finland versus uh, Ukraine. Andy picked Roman Yaremchuk. It was, of course, Andrei Yarmolenko. One or the other. It's always one or the other. I know, yeah, I the wrong know. One. Uh, in, Hungary, in Hungary versus Albania, Jim picked Roland Salai. It was, of course, Armando Brocha for Albania, who got the only goal of the game. And in Switzerland versus Northern Ireland, I picked Abriel Mbolo. It was Steven Zuber. So we'll be back for another round of Fortress Score on the previous show this <laughs> Friday. Is there any consolation, Marcus, to know that if I was in your shoes, I also would, probably would have picked Abriel Mbolo? It's an enormous consolation. Mm. You're welcome. He did get the assist. Happy to comfort. Um, but ultimately, we got zero out of four. Right, everybody, it's time for emails. If you've got something for us, shoutoutforamble.com. Ooh. It's time for an email. Uh, and it uh, comes from Sam. Hello, Sam. After hearing the anecdote about the pin-stabbing driving instructor, I was reminded <laughs> of my own and odd, uh, potentially painful experience. Cruising at 20 miles per hour, one <laughs> lesson in a quiet residential street, uh, my instructor slammed on the dual brakes, causing me to lurch forward. He then explained to me that, in his view, all cars should have a large metal spike sticking out of the steering wheel to make sure drivers are <laughs> concentrating. <laughs> I mean, have we tapped into something quite <laughs> remarkable here? That all driving instructors weird are insane. Driving instructors, yeah, yeah, they they can be intense. My good friend yeah. Jimmy, he never learned 
to drive because mm. his driving instructor was a guy, I'm just trying to work out if he might have passed away by now, he probably has, mm. so I can probably can name him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dickie Ford, right. his name was. Amazing. Who, who used to be so intense <laughs> Dickie that my mate, my mate used to hide Side what do in you the house with the curtains closed, pretending he wasn't Didn't in. Didn't want to do it. Yeah, because he's just so <laughs> worried about doing it. Anybody called Dickie's lovely, and the fact that Ford, you know, is obviously that's a great name. Yeah, I'd like to think it's a pseudonym, like a showbiz name. Yeah, Dickie yeah. Mercedes was really too far. <laughs> I was going to say Mine... he ended up learning with uh, Johnny Jaguar. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was uh, a big into the 1990s uh, digital slash satellite uh, box uh, illegal card hacking uh, scheme. Was it? How did that come up? Um, and he's also got strong opinions about. Women dress. How did and you how they dress? How did you come, how did you get onto these subjects of conversation where you're learning to drive? You really need to be focused. Well, not really. That's why it took me so long when, to <laughs> when you say he's got strong opinions of that, it's never they should be able to wear what they want, is it? <laughs> no, no, yeah. No. It's always one direction, isn't he's it? Not, yeah. He's not yeah. passionately defending them. They never are. What a great shame. They, they, didn't, they didn't dress like that in the nineteen eighties in Pakistan. Well, yeah, uh, yeah pro- <laughs> probably not. Shamsal, probably not. Yeah. Um I, my driving instructor uh was he was sort of post-career because uh, he used to um, be in protection of the royal family work for the police and all that uh, lovely fella we should have a lovely what? time talk about football and stuff it was great <laughs> because Pete just mentioned the country yes, and mm. you said post-career I was trying to figure out the careers it was I was like what <laughs> no no he wasn't involved in that post-career no no no, no. <laughs> oh good so he did this little semi-retirement gig exactly mm. did you pass first time uh, second time that's not so bad I enjoyed his company great <laughs> if, 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 if people have got you still seeing him <laughs> Skip a little drive. Exactly. Uh, if people have got any other uh, driver instructor stories, because if we have tapped into a rich theme here, we should try and exploit it. I think it. so. It's shut up at Bramble.com. David's been in touch saying, uh, hi guys, Andy mentioned playing on a rubbish plastic pitch near Caledonian Road in North London last mm. week. It must be the one at Market Road, which I'm pretty sure was the first in the country because I played on it when it first opened in the 70s. Bloody wow. hell. And it would be Market Road because we've all played there yeah. fairly, fairly regularly. As an adult in the 80s, I played on it regularly and it was showing signs of age back then. None more so than when a lightning-fast opposition winger knocked a ball past our high line and sprinted away. Was it Pete Donaldson? He was at least 20 <laughs> yards away from any other player when he suddenly went flying. The ref stopped the game in a somewhat confused state, only to find that the player had tripped over a bit of the pitch that was sticking up. Ooh. The ensuing drop ball was pretty much ignored as 21 players were all pissing themselves with laughter. We went on to lose the match as we pretty much did every week. Uh, one thing I would say in defence of Market Road, as far as I'm aware... They have reasonably recently changed the surface. They have. Oh, it got it got did it did up uh, it's about 4G four now. four years ago, and it's uh, and they've got big cages and stuff, so it's all very secure and uh, very, very. Yeah, pleasant. because the bit I was going to say changing rooms, everything. Right. Okay. Because the biggest concern when I played, that I was going to say, was that making sure everyone's gear got into the back of the one of the goals, mm. so the goalkeeper could be goalkeeper, but also part-time security guard. Yeah, correct. Because <laughs> shit would go missing all the time. <laughs> I, I basically used to leave the house thinking I cannot take any of my stuff with me, <laughs> other than basic football kit, because yeah. it's going to get stolen yeah. great, great times which no, is annoying like because you could actually see a prison from the pitch yeah, yeah. Pentonville Road prison you can see from the pitch I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should can. be a deterrent but it isn't yeah. <laughs> like Wormwood Scrubs playing fields at Wormwood Scrubs They're the right, famous, yeah, famous uh, prison right course there. in West London I've played there as well yeah Yeah, I remember looking at this building guys it's lovely bit of brickwork it's beautiful architect oh yeah. it's the prison do you think that... Isn't it tall? Um, yeah. yeah. Let's see what it looks tall. like from the inside. Is it the mark of a, of a civilised society that there's a prison called Wormwood Scrubs? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. There we are. Show at for that kind of nonsense. Of course, if you need a problem solving, remember, we can throw you can throw that our way too and we'll answer them on Wednesday during pep talks. I'm so happy. I am so happy. <laughs> sit down! <laughs> uh, and sit down, everybody, for this, because uh, we're going back uh, to World Cup qualifying action. Scotland 3, Israel 2. What a win 
for the Tartan Army. Ha- I mean, I enjoy seeing Steve Clark happy. Yeah. We saw it during the Euros. For a brief moment, we still saw it. We saw it when they qualified. <laughs> it's the, the smile is still there. When when they scored that winning goal, he was off. And I love the quote. He said, because <laughs> he was he was away. It was like Mourinho at Old Trafford for Porto. Yeah. He was he was off. And he said, I managed to run so far. And then I thought, what the fuck? Where the fuck are you going? Then I just wandered back to the technical area. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And, and, and Ali McCoy's lost his mind as well. Well, McCoy's was in pieces. At up. one point, Ali McCoy's was just going... <laughs> Get, am- get amongst him, big man. I was talking about Lyndon Dykes. So I do with Lyndon Dykes where he basically just said, get right in there, big man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he missed so many chances Lyndon. right in the death as well. And then they sort of whooshed it in, didn't they? Dykes it was a, it was a whooshed goal. It was an incredible evening. He missed the penalty, scored the goal, mm. missed chances. It was just the red card was missing, really, for the whole sort of thing. Oh, my goodness. But it was the man from Lancashire, mm. Scott McTominay, who got the winning goal, of course. His first goal for Scotland. And, and what a goal it was, by which I mean that any human being in that place could have scored it at that point. But do you know what? He actually did well. He did well. To not handle it. To not handle it. Because when <laughs> yeah. that ball's bundled in, if, yeah. you're, if you're an Israeli fan, mm. you would think, hang on, we've got a chance on two counts there. Was he offside? Mm. Was it a handball? Mm. And you're thinking, surely VAR is going to save us. But no, he was very, very controlled, if you see what controlled. I mean. It, it, sort of bun- it was a, a controlled bundle. It, it, I think he might deserve more credit as well, because the way it bubbled up off him yes. it went right into the roof of the net because the keeper could've was there over, yeah. It? Yeah. And, and it could have gone over or the keeper could have saved yeah, it it was yeah, right yeah. in that spot mm. lovely bit uh, of improvisation it, it was an amazing game and um, what I would say is that um, so obviously Scotland went into the half time break 2-1 down yeah. John McGinn scored a brilliant goal oh, be- it was Luka Modric it, it was and, and that really got them going because they were really poor for most of the first half really but particularly before that goal and um, what Steve Clark must have said to them at half time is yeah. incredible because you better go out there get their fucking results <laughs> yeah because it because it was incredible in the second half it was such an exciting game it was. and the scenes at Hamden Park were incredible as well mm. it looked like such a good atmosphere but this is what what happens though when when you get a bit of spirit going in the team which they clearly do because Clark wasn't a if my memory serves me well when he was appointed I think people were a bit like well okay and it was a bit it was a bit dull to begin with and so on he got them going he gets them into that playoff they go through to the euros there's 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 a great feeling in the squad you've got you've got to carry that on which clearly they have they've got some decent results because they didn't start this qualifi- qualification campaign particularly well it wasn't dreadful but it was again slightly underwhelming uh, did they win in austria i think you know a decent result and they then, did they won 1-0 in austria yeah. and that's yeah and then they come here and they're 2-1 down and again it could be oh here we go same old scotland Oh, here we go. We've got a chance, and now we're gonna we're gonna mess it up. To turn it around <laughs> like that, and the stadium and everyone is going, it just shows you that that because at halftime he would have probably said, "Right, did you enjoy the Euros? Mm. Right, and that happened. Let's give it again. Yeah, but let's go out and get it again. And and they're in they're in pole position now to finish second. And of course, if you do finish second, there's only three teams. From from all the teams that finish second that go through, mm. bit of a rigmarole, you know, like like mm. the, in with the Euros, it to, probably it would be you know semi final and final to kind of go through and all that kind of jazz. I haven't quite got my head around it just yet. But the key thing is, but it is only three teams out of ten that go through. But it's in their hands. It is in their mm. hands, and they they have a tricky looking game at home to to Denmark, who have been amazing. I haven't even considered a goal yet in qualification. Mm. But the crucial point is they may not need that because yes. they go away to Faroe Islands and away to Moldova, and before that. Now, if they win both of those, they're it's, it's basically it. done, yes, right. and and they, um, well, they, they they'll have clinched second. Yeah, there we go. Mm, so yeah. so um, I haven't quite worked out the maths, but so it will definitely be done with it. Mm. It certainly looks because like they're that. four points above exactly, and but they cannot follow up this kind of result 
tomorrow night in the Faroe and stutter to like a nil-nil or something like that because Faroe have beaten Moldova. They've picked up a draw elsewhere as well. Yeah, a little bit better than what we think, but still, and, and but this is the thing for Scotland is when they're favourites to win it, that, that Scotland fans often say, oh, that's where we come unstuck because you've then got to go and win it. Now, against Israel, it's kind of... I would say Scotland were shaded it for favourites for me, especially with the home support. But, you know, you kind of think that as a kind of a 50-50. That's how it will be built. Yeah. They're now favourites against the Faroes, of course, and against Moldova. Keep your heads and go and finish the job. All really. I'm saying is in the Faroe Islands tomorrow night, it's going to be about six degrees and mm. raining. Perfect. If it... <laughs> yeah, they'll feel right at home. Yeah. They will feel right at home. Yeah, I wish them all the best. I'd love to see them at a, uh, at a World Cup as well. It'd be great. Uh, yeah. they, they've done really, really well. They've taken what they've done is they've taken advantage of the fact that Israel are poor at the back and make stupid mistakes from what I've seen. And they've also been able to capitalise on the fact that Austria have been so below par. Yeah, it's Austria been unbelievable. Have, have messed it up. And that's what we've said before in these kind of situations for the home nations that aren't England effectively. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a really good strong record at home. You've got to take advantage of other people slip up, and you've got to dig in sometimes to get a real, a real landmark result mm. away from home. And they did that with Austria, yep. so they they've got all the chance in the world now. What about the Welsh, Peter? What about the Welsh? A good point away to Czech Republic. That mm. is a, that is one of those games where you just think, do not lose. Um, Kick your ball in the back of the net. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're you, on, you're you on know net. how this game works by now. You're <laughs> professionals. Uh, yeah, don't lose the game because they're sort of level level pegging now with, with Czech Republic mm. after that second spot. Uh, Danny Ward mm. conce- conceded an absolute howler. And when that went in, you just thought... Oh no! Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! But they managed to to <laughs> um, uh, 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 drag it out. But it, it's interesting with uh, Yaron Ramsey. Obviously, scored the first uh, Wales goal over the last seven months. He's played more minutes for Wales than he has for Juventus. Oh. Is this the reverse <laughs> Ryan Giggs, Peter? Well, I seem to recall you saying it's uh, the Michael Owen. <laughs> oh yeah, Andy Brassel said he's had a great he's had a great season uh, for his club side. Andy went, no, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you often you often misquote me with things like okay. this, Peter. All right, well, well, set the record straight, sir. Uh huh. I said he's had a terrific time. At <laughs> 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 My mate went to uh, Prague uh, to to watch it, and uh, he'd forgotten that um, when he um, booked the hotel, he'd asked the hotel staff to uh, write "Good luck, Bale" in Welsh mm. in rose petals on the bed. <laughs> so he turned up, <laughs> and the staff had done it. Good luck, yeah, good luck, Bale. That's brilliant. Good on him. Fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Northern Ireland, though, didn't mm. uh, didn't uh, do too well against Switzerland. Of course, the big talking point was the Jamal Lewis sending off for picking up a second yellow for taking too long over a throw in in the 36th minute when it was nil nil. Now he'd barely broken a sweat. It was so early. I thought obviously he'd got a silly booking. I thought this was a ridiculous yellow card. And then I watched it again, and 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 on ITV they were talking about him. He held the ball for what 17 seconds, right? right. And you sort of go. That is, that is long, in it. That is a long time. Lo- like, yeah. And and for time wasting, you get a yellow. Don't yeah, you? So you that, do. There's the there's the crime. Yeah, and so I actually think that obviously you're going to be very frustrated. It's harsh, but he's given the referee yeah. a choice to make. Mm. Yeah, I think the only dissenting opinion against that would be the idea that look, I don't know if this is helpful or not, but generally speaking, it is mm-hmm. frustrating how reticent referees are to give a second yellow for time-wasting. So mm-hmm. you, I have seen mm-hmm. on more than a few occasions a goalkeeper being on the yellow and then mm. taking ages over a goal kick to the point where the referee will run over all the way down to the goal p- yeah. uh, to the keeper and go, come on, and do that waving thing. Come on, come on. Mm. And it never seems to manifest itself. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this game in its entirety. I saw the highlights. I saw the incident. It does seem to me that the referee, uh, Vincic, I think his name was, mm-hmm. um, 
is very quick on it. You, you don't see him going over and saying, look, come on, let's play. But it's a long time he's it held is. the ball. So, so I think it's, it might be another one of those incidents, guys, where you're like, okay, by the letter of the law, the referee's done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the referee's assessor will be fine with it or mm-hmm. whatever. I, I think sometimes the referee needs to f- understand that he's part of a bigger thing here. Yeah. And he, he's easily able to go over and say, if you do that again, right, you're going to go. So you're going to take, and then what, it was like the 36th minute, he's playing left back. But he's, going to be, he's going to be taking a lot of throwing. Put a little yeah. pin into his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put a spike. Again. Put the a ball. spike on the ball. But, <laughs> but if, that, if that was in the 89th minute and it's still nil-nil, I think people would understand it more. But should it matter mm. which minute it is? Because people will say, yeah, but context is crucial. And other people say, well, no, the law is the law. I, I think mm. if it's in the 89th minute, he's, well, he, he can go. I think there'd be a le- far less dissent. But you can time why it's still at any point of the game. Yeah, I just, I just look, okay. I'm not, I'm not criticizing necessarily the decision. I'm saying that one of the referee's jobs is also to manage the game. Well, okay, so Bar- Barakov got to said, stay in control of the game. Yeah, Barakov said that the referee hadn't even warned him. That's before. what. Well, that's what I. And you're saying that he, 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 you know, in the spirit of the game, he should say, or and, you well, know, right. like go to mm. his pocket and say, you, you know, hurry up, sort of thing. Yeah, but but one could also say. Well, actually, he hasn't warned him. He's given him quite a long time, and he's thinking, okay, mate. Are you... but, but here's a better example then. To, to, for comparison, mm. referee makes a poor decision mm. or a decision that one of the teams don't agree with and six or seven players pile right into the referee, shouting and screaming in his face. Mm-hmm. The letter of the law says every single one of those players are booked. Mm-hmm. They're never booked. The reason they're never booked is because the referee's trying to manage the game. Yeah. He doesn't want to be in a position where he's sending off five players a game. Yeah. Certain things exist for that reason. I'm saying this might be a version of that or it might not. I, didn't, I wasn't there, so I don't know. I'm just saying I can see it from both sides. Okay. All right then. Um, Republic of Ireland beat Azerbaijan 3-0 away nice to see them scoring and winning Stephen Kenny getting his first competitive win as Ireland manager of course at the 13th time of asking <laughs> it's a little too long yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, simple as that simple as that uh, a little bit too long <laughs> commentator saying well because Callum Robinson scored two goals obviously nice uh, one in there as well um, uh, well Callum Robinson has offered his own double jab to Azerbaijan tonight <laughs> Very good. On. Yeah. I like it. There's nothing commentators won't make hay out of, is there? <laughs> There's nothing that way. How about that, eh? Um, of course, Serbia beat uh, Luxembourg 1-0 on Saturday, which made qualification mathematically impossible yeah. for Ireland. I mean, it's been a hard time. They're pleased to get their Tough first draw. win, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, losing against Luxembourg, I know Luxembourg a bit better. Uh, Drawing against Azerbaijan the first time. Yeah, <laughs> It's not exactly. ideal, is it? But I, th- I think pretty early on, sadly, for for Ireland they were like oh, let's just write this one off but hopefully try and build something the frustration will come if you give Kenny a bit of time and you try and build something and it doesn't get built and you kind of go ah what do we do but mm. time will tell because he may well uh, be given a bit of time and, and who knows I, I just love the do. idea of, of them going right we've got I've had a tough group here and then we, yeah then we've got some difficult results what against Serbia no. Well, <laughs> Portugal? Nah. <laughs> Who against? <laughs> you're not helping yourself is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. You're going to have to be right at it. At the very minimum, you're going to have to win home and away against Luxembourg and Azerbaijan because yeah. that gives you 12 points. Indeed. It's not going to be enough because I mean, Portugal yep. have already got 13, yeah, yeah. but you're not helping yourself. No. And some people are saying give him time. Others are saying he's already had enough time to prove um, what he's about. And some people are saying time is a, is a mirage. Exactly. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think managers are fired anyone equally enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know. But it is important to give people time mm. to prove what they're about. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, this is going, Pete. let's uh, have a bit of an update on the Newcastle takeover. <laughs> <laughs>
the, ta- the Times have reported that Steve Bruce and Amanda Stavely yeah. are going to meet for the first time and the last time you'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's just, the, the, I mean, he's expected to be sacked, of course. A paragraph of one newspaper read Steve Bruce will be sacked this week after Newcastle's owners realised the negative impact his presence could have in their opening game against Tottenham. Mm. They don't even want to meet him. No. <laughs> I like the idea that Steve Bruce looks in the work calendar. Meet with Amanda Stavey. Oh, yeah, great. 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> How long is it? It's either going to be brilliant. It's either going to be a carry on exactly as you are. I yeah. loved it. Or uh, bring your box, clean your desk. <laughs> They've realised his negative. It's the manager. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they would have watched the games, wouldn't they? Yeah. I know. You've got a big Brucey apologist sitting opposite you, Pete. I know, right? When you do say that about a man like Steve Bruce. I yeah. just, you know, anyway. Where would he so... pop up next? You'd like him at Fulham, presumably. Uh, not with Marco Silver in charge, he currently. Fulham. He's, he's yeah, never talked about how great he Yeah, yeah, he said he was a really no, no, good manager. If Fulham were looking for a new manager, yeah, get Brucey down. Right. Get Brucey down. But okay. Marco Silver's there, so he will have a chance in a couple of weeks we, to take we, the job. We all know Marco Silver never gets his head turned, so there's no way he's going to realize. But say you woke up tomorrow. Job swap, job swap. You woke up tomorrow. No joke the side because yeah. you've given Pete some pelters yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and survive but, but I'll try to distract from that um, <laughs> Fulham have got a vacancy yeah, yeah. I love it Bruce is available get him mm. in get liar. him in knows the liar. league knows the, the league lost the league well, yeah, I'll I, never I'm... lie outside of the studio bring him in here he's a fucking liar <laughs> no I think I think I think he would do an alright job at Fulham <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. there we are all 19 Premier League clubs apparently are angry about the deal and they're pushing for an emergency meeting this week. I, I, I admire that, chaps, but uh, mm. I think that ship has sailed. Going, going back to the old manager situation, the thing that's anno- be annoying from Steve Bruce's point of view is that like, okay, I'm going to be sacked, mm. right? Fine. Mm. You're going to sack me because the new owners are doing their own thing. And even if you take aside Bruce's record, yeah. it could happen for, to a far better manager than Steve Bruce, right? The yes. new owners have got their own ideas. Mm, Fine. Yeah. I mean... If I was Steve Bruce, I'd be saying, so, yeah, you got someone lined up, have you? Because they're going to say, <laughs> no. no. Yeah. I'll just put your assistant in. Yeah, thank you, Josh. So I'm, 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 my, my input into this job, which mm. I've given my life and soul to, rightly or wrongly, yeah. I've, I've worn it on my sleeve, uh-huh. is net negative. <laughs> I, I'm taking away from this job more I than I'm putting in. Like last week, just nobody. Nobody yeah. in the dugout. It's fine. Would that be better? Yeah. <laughs> get, Siri, get, get Siri in there. <laughs> Siri, we need to make the sub. On the bench, you have. <laughs> Siri, Siri, uh, give me an example of a tactic. <laughs> Tell me a joke. <laughs> yeah, Steve Siri. Bruce. Steve Bruce. <laughs> Read me a chapter of Inverting the Pyramid quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Steve yeah. Bru- Siri, is there any bacon? <laughs> <laughs> Naughty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently Newcastle are interested in Graham Potter, Lucian Favre. Um, uh, you name it, they're into it. Mm. Uh, unless it's uh, Steve Bruce, of course. Apparently, Antonio Conte is out of the running, despite being interested, Peter. Yes. Yeah. That, that would be very much top of the tree. Yeah. Who, would you, who would you like to see, Pete? Oh, I don't know, man. It's been a funny old week, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, said, you, you said to us the other day, Pete, you said, I can't even enjoy... Yeah. Mike Ashley going. I mean, that's how that's how bad it is for yourself, isn't it? That Ashley's gone, and you're yeah. like, yeah, I, I, this yeah. is this, this, is, this is not. This is the worst of both. <laughs> well, no, it's the best of one world. Yes, and the other world, very much not. But what, what is your take generally? Because obviously, you've not been here the last. Uh, what, I think. I think. Time? I think. I think Andy said it all on Thursday. Yeah. To be okay. quite frank, I don't think I, he lives up there. Uh, I'd be very careful to criticise the lads with their cans in, uh, you know, dance around in front of the stage. Because you know most because, of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're mates, aren't they? You know, you know <laughs> I, I can wrinkle my nose as a person who hasn't walked past in Jeff's sure. Park crumbling for 14 years. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I think you're allowed to celebrate the end of uh, 14 years of just terrible mm-hmm. uh, leadership. 
uh, up until the point you put the tea towel on your head. I think that's or wearing it <laughs> or wearing an MBS mask or something. Like that. I think right. I think yeah. you're allowed to celebrate to a <clears throat> point. And uh, yeah, I'd be very careful to, to, to criticise the people in Newcastle celebrating the end of that. Uh, but it's 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 not ideal, is it? What no. if it was a Newcastle United nineties tea towel? <laughs> I don't know actually. With like Shearer and Ferdinand. There was, there was a lovely video of Les Ferdinand, presumably for winning man of the match or something. He was get he had a big tray in the nineties of uh, Newcastle Brown in. in tins and Sky Sports put a lot of gifts in hashtag cans and like Les Ferdinand was like yeah. had 24 cans in Newcastle yeah. Brown were, it was a different time I don't think Les Ferdinand's drinking them no I don't but, think he is either uh, I I, um, I would say just to follow up very quickly you, I think you're absolutely right and I, and I completely echo what the guy said last week too I thought that was outstanding if I may say so because I wasn't involved so it's not me bigging up myself Um, I, I do think absolutely what Pete's tapped into there is something that I would just put in slightly different terms which is that it shouldn't be up to the fans yeah. to dictate or to be the arbiters of whether the people who are running their club are suitable mm-hmm. or not, it should be up to the governing bodies of the game yeah. who haven't done that. Mm. So you can't blame the fans for that. And I think exactly what Pete said spot on. Yeah, there we are. Once again, Pete gets it right. There's, there's another manager who might be looking for a job soon, Marcus, right? Is that right? Go on then. No, hang on. You're moving on too quickly <laughs> I'm here. sorry, I'm just excited. You're moving on too quickly. I'm just excited. The Mirror apparently reporting that Mike Ashley is interested in buying Derby County. Oh, That's sorry, okay. Oh yeah, Mike Ashley's been to the That's pub. We've got to do that first. Exactly yeah. what they need. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's been to the pub. He is energised by the prospect of turning things around at the club. Um, also, Pride Park <laughs> is just 30 miles from Sports Direct's headquarters in Derbyshire. Yeah. But this, here lies... He travels everywhere by helicopter anyway, doesn't he? Mm, he does, but here lies the problem. What Derby are in an absolute state. Mm. They have a billionaire who's offering to fix, well, to, to fix a quick fix, yeah. right? That, they are. Mm. But they've seen what's happened at Newcastle. Do you take it? it, 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 it this, is, this is the problem. This is, the, unfortunately, the, Look, the answer, football is. The earnest answer is that football should have a responsibility to the sport to ensure that all these proud institutions and community-based clubs, of which we've got 92 mm-hmm. in a way that no other country that I know of has got such a well-supported pyramid should be encouraged and helped to live sustainably through a sustainable model. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to be that club's on its ass over there. Where can we find a billionaire yeah. from? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. should be, why are these clubs continuing to do this? Because it's not regulated properly, because they're not behaving appropriately. Mm. And this is not sustainable because sooner or later, people are going to run out of money again yeah. and there's not going to be someone to save them. Absolutely. That's the answer. Yes. I mean, do you want me to just say that I think Mike Ashley's a prick? No, no, no. I, no I, I also think that. Well, no, well, <laughs> well, here's your chance now, because apparently he was celebrating the news of uh, Newcastle's sale with a five-hour drinking session at the King's Arm in Soho in central London. Not far from where you Very used to live, public. Peter. I was. I think yeah, I was yeah. drinking that night as well. Oh, were you? Were you? Cans. With the big man. <laughs> Not with the big man, but around oh. the corner. All oh, right. Interesting. He was seen tipping the barmaid five pounds. Oh, there's, nothing in, there's nothing in this story. A five-hour drinking session is just that he was in the pub after work till closing. Yes, which yeah. people do all over the country all the time. And secondly, <laughs> five-hour drinking. If someone likes, yeah. I probably did like seven yeah. the weekend. Like, that's yeah. bad, isn't it? I am a binge drinker. I am drinking to get drunk. He did also yeah. say that, yeah. but in a thing, court of law, him tipping a barmaid five pounds. Well, I'm not defending because Pete. I mean, you you hate people who are, who are parsimonious. That's but, one drink, though, isn't it? In yeah, <laughs> but people don't tip bar staff in the UK. So if he's yeah. just saying it's come to fifteen pounds, he's a twenty to keep the fiver. That's nice. Yeah. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's fine. Well, yeah. I know. We're just trying to say he's a human being as well. It's a human What's being happened is as someone well. at the Sun or the Mail, I presume it's one of those two, has said to someone else, "I've heard he's in Soho. Mm. Go and get him. Find out what he's doing. <laughs> oh, he's just having a few pit beers with his mates. It's not I, the worst thing he's done." <laughs> the is it? thing that I kind of respect the fact that that pub is right next to a Brewdog. 
but he didn't go to it's the brew, brew dog. dog. He yeah. went to, he Never went to go one next to dog. it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the definition of a gentleman is a man who can drink in brew dog, but, but doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> with boot cut jeans. Uh, right then, everybody, let's finish with some Fizzer chat after five straight defeats every, for Inter Miami. Every Monday. Yeah. Every Justice Monday. for Fizzer! Well, Peter, it's taken a turn right. because he was winning all those cup finals and suddenly five straight defeats and you think, what's happened, Fizzer? Yeah. What's well, happened, I'm... Fizzer? You said there was, there was just 20 <laughs> cup finals. Maybe these were just like the, the equivalent of third place playoffs in, uh, in in the Nations League or something. But <laughs> but Fizzer is, there's, there's something wrong, mm. something rotten in the state of Miami because how have they lost five on the spin? And Fizzer's right because he's called for an MLS investigation um, into the decisions going against them. Because Gonzalo Higuain was flagged offside when he was clean through on goal in a 1-0 defeat against New York Red Bulls. His decision's going against them. And Fizzer's not happy because it's not—it's obviously not down to his players. They've got some decent players there. It can't be down to the manager and his tactics. He's mm. proved himself at this level. I think, yeah. Peter, you'd agree. <laughs> and he, but, he, but, he, but he went for it in the, in the post-match interview after this one. And we knew he was going to go for it because he said at the start, OK, I'm just going to go full barrel. <laughs> <laughs> now, if a man says that at the start of the interview, does that mean that you take it more seriously? You think, it's such an impotent manner. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's just so kind of weird. I mean, I would, I would say that, that from what I've seen... Yeah. That Higuain decision, he looked onside. Oh, yeah. Me. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so got, I'm going deep state conspiracy. The team fizzer. Yeah. Um, he went on to say, we got cheated in Portland and we've been cheated again. Something is fundamentally wrong with the way referees treat into Miami. Yeah. We got stones thrown at us and had to take a lot of shit. And when you do wrong, you accept it. But I hope I don't come across as a bad loser. Oh, and congratulations to New York Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> the irony being that he's intimating there that because of the high profile nature of Inter Miami and the players they've got and the ownership they've got, i.e. David Beckham, mm. that they're somehow being targeted. Well, you want to be very careful about that. Yeah. Because if it wasn't fucking David Beckham, you'd be nowhere near this job. <laughs> so you know, take it or leave it. Take the hard hand you've been dealt yes. and play it mm. because you're nowhere near into Miami as a manager yeah. without that. Do you think he's trying to uh, channel the spirit of Ferguson here? Have a go at the refs. Yeah. Highlight what they're doing. You get a few decisions your way. But yet when he Do you think it would be with... really sinister because he would go, I'm really disappointed with the referee. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go full barrel. <laughs> full barrel. All it's right. like a potato gun. Yeah. Because he's so quiet. Did he not go full barrel on the beach in Valencia? <laughs> That's a different barrel. Different barrel. Different, different barrel. barrel. That was a pump action shot, single barrel shotgun. <laughs> different barrel. It's different, like different gravy. It's a different barrel. <laughs> yeah, reach for a different barrel, Fizzer. I'm just going to go full barrel, not again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well we wish him all the best good old Fizzer mm. need to turn it around pal because we know he's got it in his locker to do so to be fair to Enterbound they've they climbed off the bottom like he, four bo- fourth bottom they now. did well but five straight defeats is bad uh, yeah uh, I know that but, uh, but like I say like I say <laughs> I, I agree with him something must be up because they were get, picking up the speed of a runaway freight train they were and they were on their way to the playoffs and we yeah. want to see them in there I wouldn't want to get on a train that Phil Neville's driving. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't think he'd be across all the buttons and all the I've lights. made it turn left <laughs> <laughs> We're going, off, to... we're going off road. Do you have to stay on this track? <laughs> Can we not go somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll just go full barrel. <laughs> there we speed are. three with Phil Neville. <laughs> Is that been a speed three already? Speed oh, four, it has to be, surely. Must yeah. be, must yeah. be. Mm. Oh, dear. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Jim and Vish will be in your ears, giving it full barrel, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Oh, sorry. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Pushed apart my arm that really hurts. Oh, dear. And Bye. It's, it's goodbye from me. <laughs> that feel, I genuinely thought it was a Phil Neville impression. <laughs>
Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.